You're listening to the Screaming Pods Network. A movie so terrible to women, it could be a Trump Supreme Court nominee. Jamie, yeah. let's go watch Creep Show. Welcome to another episode of Good Times, Great Movies. We are an 80s movies podcast, so every um, every couple of weeks we get together here and we just watch some movie from the 1980s that perhaps we've enjoyed before, perhaps you've enjoyed before, but we're enjoying now. I am one of your podcast hosts. I am Jamie Lorello. The other one, the other podcast host is a DP McCambridge. That's right. Hey there. We're in our October month. We've begun October. Yes. Really my favorite time of year. For me, it's not something I, I didn't watch these type of movies growing up. Sure. I just, whether I was afraid or, or very restricted by my, um, by my strict parents, <laughs> um, I didn't, <laughs> I just didn't. Sorry, I'm imagining your parents being super strict about what movies you watch. <laughs> Well, it's like, Jamie, it's Goodfellas or nothing. That's it. It's true. We watched a lot of a lot of mob movies, but not so much the horror. Um, <laughs> but uh, boy, am I glad for this podcast. All right. Well, I am I am very excited to you know how I feel about these movies. Yeah. And um, and really, since we watched Silver Bullet, I have now seen Ooh. every Stephen King movie made in the 80s. Ah. Yeah. That was, and that's why we did it. That that was the only one I hadn't seen. So and that, that filled I feel that very gap for complete. you. Complete. I mean, it's mm. it's it's a little anticlimactic because I had already seen Creep Show several times. Oh yeah. And we'll get into the next one we're going to do, but of course I've seen that one too. Like I I knew I would see whatever we were going to watch this month. Yeah. That doesn't mean that it's not exciting. Of course. All right, let's get to just a couple things off the top because I was on a couple of podcasts yeah. recently. Now, the first one I was on, it already aired. They probably put out an episode since then, but because we go every other week, sometimes stuff like this happens. Mm -hmm. um, it is – the podcast was called So I Married a Movie Geek and oh. they did a movie draft. This is tough to explain. I don't know how interested people would be in me explaining this. But it was a movie draft of 1982. Like so a movie draft. Oh, like you would do like a football team draft? Yes, okay. exactly. A football okay. team <laughs> draft. You're right. You're really into fantasy football, aren't you? I could tell just the, by the way you said that. So, yeah. So, so there was a draft order picked and then you would choose movies. Uh-huh. And then... Everybody on Twitter would then vote on who won, oh. and that person would come back to do 1987. I didn't win. Oh. <laughs> I thought I should have won. I'm sure your were choices great. were brilliant. And, Jamie, to properly represent the podcast. Yeah. First of all, I did pick Creep Show. I had to pick Creep Show. Oh, yeah. It was in great. there. Yeah. And I picked Annie. 
You I did? Took Annie. Of course I took Annie. Yes. I was like, Jamie's not here. I'm representing our podcast, so I'm taking Annie. I pre- The sun does come out for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tomorrow, today, every day. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going back on that podcast to do 87, but, you know, hopefully. hopefully but who's to say that it was back. Annie that ruined that chance for you? Oh, I'm not going to say that at all. No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> no, not, not at all. <laughs> and also, if anybody did listen to the episode or, or if you're interested in listening, I was so embarrassed. I showed up a half hour late to the oh. recording because I fell asleep on my couch. Oh. Did you tell them that? Oh, yeah, I had to. Okay. As I got on Skype and stuff, I was like, what what can the excuse be? And I couldn't think of anything. So you're just like, guys, I was snoozing. I was just like, I just fell asleep. I teach law, so I don't get Right, yeah, it was a long day at the Doug McCambridge (laughs) School of Law. And And I got like this sudden, like, not necessarily flashback, but this... This visual? Yeah, like a visual of... What it would be like if you still lived in California, because that was the thing. We couldn't oh, record until yeah. 11 p.m. Yeah. my time. Yeah. And around, you know, like 1030, I looked at the clock and I went, oh, I still have so much time. I don't even have to get on Skype yet. And then I and looked then... and it was an hour later. <laughs> <laughs> and you were drooling on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wow. anyway, so that, but it was fun. It was fun to go on, take a listen to the episode. Sounds like a fun one, yeah. Yeah. And last night I recorded uh, for a podcast. This hasn't gone up yet. Okay. But the show is called uh, Jay and Silent Bob Minute. Oh. It's a couple of guys who go through all of Kevin Smith's movies that Jay and Silent Bob are in a minute at a time. Oh, that's very quickly. Well, no, no, no. (laughs) No, what I mean is each episode only covers a minute. Of the movie. Oh. Yes. So I was on for their Clerks episode for a couple minutes, and then I was asked back, and this one was uh, for um, Not Chasing Amy. What was the one in between? Mall Rats. Mall Rats. Yes. Ah, yes. That was a good one. I do like Mall Rats. I don't like Mall Rats, but I went on because they asked me to come on, and I said, as long as I can do some Shannon Doherty minutes, I'm in. You're in it. They gave me a Shannon Doherty block. And I was super happy to talk to them about it. Aw, any time you get to talk about a little SD, that's wonderful times for you. Well, this is wonderful. You've been busy. Very busy out there, yeah. you know, out there promoting the show. Doing it. Doing what I can. Oh, and speaking of promoting the show, guys, yeah. the people out there, our Patreon is one patron away uh, from reaching... Patron? Our patron away from reaching our stretch goal. What? And what? Now that the stretch in... goal means. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, because I go don't ahead. know. No, I oh, want to know. Okay. <laughs> I, no, I wanted to hear you explain this. <laughs> stretch goal means that Jamie and I are just going to stretch a bit before every episode, and we'll record that and release it to the patron. I'll be doing the first part of the episode in downward dog. That's what that mm-hmm. means. It's the stretch mm-hmm. goal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, the stretch goal is that. Once we reach our stretch goal, which, again, we're one patron away from that, mm-hmm. we will then record more bonus episodes for patrons only. In stretchy pants. I don't think they're yoga pants? Is that what they're called? I don't know. Uh, stretchy pants. Spandex. In spandex <laughs> pants. 
I'm sorry. Take that away. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. It's more episodes <laughs> for patrons. So I'm just saying that <sighs> it's not as though we're doing stuff for everybody that's hearing this now. It's right. for patrons only. Um, so help us reach that stretch goal. Yeah, you could like, be that patron that makes it so that all the patrons get an extra episode. And if you're one of those people donating at the $1 level, mm-hmm. which is fine. Do we it. love it. Yeah. You don't necessarily get anything for that. That sounds terrible. But if you jump up to the $5 level, suddenly we've reached our stretch goal and you get all those back bonus episodes, all the uncut episodes, and now the new bonus episodes that we're going to add on. That's worth it. That's a high five is what that is. Yes. And as I said last time, it's worth it for the Silver Bullet episode alone. Yeah, I mean. It, It really is. I oh my god! I just I get flush and I smile just thinking about that episode. Mm-hmm. Sometimes editing these episodes is a chore, but I had <laughs> such joy. There was a smile on my face listening to that back. Oh, it's so good. So yeah, so you're not you're not. I mean, not yet. We may get to a movie in the future, but for right now, patrons only get that. Gary Busey impression. It was pretty good. It was really sure. good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And just just the joy of talking about that werewolf that kind of looked like a stuffed bear. Well, we have something similar in this. Well, yeah, that hmm. That crate it monster? It looked better. Listen, it looked better than that werewolf. It did I think. look better than the werewolf, <laughs> but it didn't look it didn't look great. It was a guy in a monkey outfit. Well, like, it didn't yeah, look yeah. great. Do you remember in um, Harry and the Hendersons when the one guy was drawing Harry like a scary Harry, not friendly Harry? You think that guy was watching Creepshow the night yeah, before? Yeah, so. <laughs> Who drew that? I think it was just his dad, right? Wasn't it John no. Lithgow's dad just made it scary looking? Oh, no. John Lithgow drew it as a scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, let's move on. Let's get into let's our episode it. because I don't think there's anything else to talk about. Nothing and else. we've been doing this for nearly 18 minutes now. It's all right. We had some stuff we had to get out there. I'm excited. I just I just want to talk about this. I just want to creep show it up. Let's so it do is it. Creep Show mm-hmm. from 82. It's our first George Romero movie we're yeah. covering. Mm-hmm. Um and uh it's of course written by Stephen King. S. King. This was his <laughs> first screenplay. And his acting debut, actually, which we'll get to, which was a really fun um, uh, Yeah, it was, it was fun. Like, it was – and he does cameos in all of his movies, yeah. which can be aggravating. Um, we already saw him in Silver Bullet. And we saw him in Maximum Overdrive <laughs> getting cursed at by an ATM machine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in this, I think he's – Better than either of those yeah, other roles. I agree. He does a really fine job in this. In he has that. That is a it's one a little show goofy. He's doing. Oh yeah, it's just him and a lot of oh moss. N- that accent, yeah, and the cross-eyed things that he does. Right. I mean, he is playing a cartoon character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he's playing a cartoon character really. It well. makes it fun. Yeah, he makes it, it fun does, for yes. sure. But before we get to that, so there. It's creep show. I had never seen it. I mm-hmm. now is it now this is gonna make me sound maybe dumb, but is this related at all to Tales of the Crypt? Kind of loosely in this fact that they're both kind of based off of similar comic books. Comic books. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah, exactly. Okay. And and it's also like 
one of the stories that was going to – because there was then a creep show too. Yeah, there's and more of these. one of the stories that was going to go in that was then used for uh, – there was a Tales from the Dark Side movie. Did you watch that Tales from the Dark Side TV show? Probably uh, not. No. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, but all of these sort of anthology movies and, and TV shows um, – they're all related and they're all based on these comics that, you know, like Stephen King in the King 50s, read right? Was, yeah. yeah, like yeah. in the 50s and early 60s. Okay. Exactly. Okay. And some of these, I didn't look into which one of them were based on stories he'd written and which other ones he wrote specifically for the movie. Because oh. I think it's, I want to say half and half, but there's five stories, so I know that that's not the case. Okay. I know the, I know the Crate Monster one was from a story. I remember reading that in one of his short story collections okay but i'm not sure about any of the other ones okay all right well those those were loose facts but i'll take them oh yeah, just, <laughs> it's pretty much my law class <laughs> yeah. um so anyway before we even start this i love it because the opening of this oh with that kid yeah and tom atkins is his angry drunken father just talking about crap and shit and freaking like he's this is just crap what's up with this shit i don't want you reading this crap freaking freaking crap is what it is you freaking there smart is mouth. so much throughout this movie anytime somebody's cursing it's crap shit yeah. goddamn that is <laughs> it you yeah. don't get any f-bombs no. i don't think at all no. but this man is so angry oh yeah he is the worst father yeah i've ever seen no he's and terrible. that doormat of a wife of his too oh man she's just cowering in the corner going yeah. don't you think maybe you were just I mean, well, maybe just a little well, bit. Well, he smacks the sun. You see the handprint on his <laughs> face. Oh, P.S. Stephen King's kid. Oh, is it? Yeah. The little boy? Oh, yes. I kind of see that now that I think of it that way. Um, <laughs> hey, son, let me introduce you to Tom Atkins. He's going to scream at you for five <laughs> minutes straight and then slap you around a little bit. It'll be fine, though. It'll be fine because later you're going to voodoo doll him. Yeah, um, I imagine another actor was hired for this, and he was traumatized. <laughs> Stephen King's like, I don't know, let's just get my kid. I got a kid; it's, it's right. fine. He's got a bull haircut; it'll work. <laughs> so he throws this comic book away. He's so mad at a comic yeah, book. Yeah, he's. This is just the worst thing that he could find in the kids' room. Now the kid has posters of like, oh. of like, right, of horror yeah, movies just, and just stuff horror hanging movies. in his room. This should right. be no surprise that he's reading these crappy comic books. But do you think this dad ever walks into this kid's room to speak to him or to do anything? No. no. As far no. as he's concerned, he doesn't have a son. No. And I was waiting for some line like, I know he's your stepson, which would make it, I'm not saying make it all right. Make it a little more comfortable for the rest of us. Yeah. In the end, when this kid's basically murdering his own father, I wanted it to be a stepdad situation. And he's no more than 10 if he's that. Oh, no, he's a really young kid. Yeah, he's probably more like eight. But he has so much rage in him about his father. But his father is a jerk. Like, what does he say? He he tells the wife, well, that's why God made fathers. When she's like, oh, why did you have to do that? And squish his little spirit for And he, (laughs) They're just comic books. And he was like, I'm keeping this boy in line. Well, he drinks this, like, 40-ounce can of beer and settles into his Archie Bunker chair. I hope... That the mom gets together with one of those garbage men at the end of oh, the movie. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. That they're so into comics. They love it. Yeah. I hope that's his new dad. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
Oh, and also at the end of this little scene, um, the kid is then visited by like a friendly skeleton who shows up at oh, his yeah. window. <laughs> and the skeleton guy, like he's there as a bad skeleton. It looks like oh, it's you know, something, something in the window of any Halloween store yeah. of the season. And then it transforms into an illustration. And then we're in the comic world and we... Like, the whole thing is that you watch this comic book that the kid has, yep. and the pages turn to sh- to get us into all these stories. Really fun. It's a nice, fun way to kind of segue from one to the other. Um, so that one sort of fades us into our first story, which is... Father's Day. So, oh, who is, who's our actor here? Who's our Hank? <gasps> Hank Ed Harris? Ed Harris, a very young, very... Not hairy, but he's got a full head of hair, Ed Harris. Yeah, I mean, you can see that he won't have it soon, no, but he's still but got it's it there. now. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the way he lights matches that, oh, just his thing in this room. Off of walls, off of gravestones. Oh, at one point, he like lights a- it, and he's got it backwards, like sticking out of the back of his fingers, and he's like awkwardly turning to <laughs> his cigarette. He lights the same cigarette, I feel like, like several times. Like, he can't... Yeah, I mean, he... I think he walks through that graveyard for 10 minutes and he conservatively smokes five cigarettes in that time. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. he lights them off of every tombstone yeah. he passes. Yeah. My favorite was when he was standing outside and he just like puts his arm behind him and swipes and he, right mm-hmm. off the building, right oh. off the house. That's my favorite match light. Yes. But my favorite is I think I could watch Ed Harris dance to disco music all day long. <laughs> dance? Like, first of all, what? Why? And he does that move and he, like, sticks his hand over his head. Like. <laughs> I like later when he's in when he's lighting all his cigarettes and she's just dancing by herself. She doesn't care that nobody's <laughs> She's still having a great time. It's 20 minutes later. That same song is still playing. It's, like, on a loop. So there's this family gathered. <laughs> Ed Harris right. is there, but he's he's not really he's a married in member. Or is he the husband, right? He's married. Yeah, um, he's married in. There's there's these two siblings, mm-hmm. both horrible people. Oh yeah, and and their their mom, a horrible person, yeah. and they're waiting on their aunt, a horrible person. Yes, yes. To celebrate Father's Day. Of their father, who was an equally horrible person. Bad man. He was a bad... But he was yeah. wealthy and allowed them to live in this right. um, this mansion that they're mansion. living in. yeah. On the grounds of a of a graveyard, mm-hmm. apparently. Yeah. Must be a family graveyard. Yeah. They're waiting for an actress who appears to be in old age makeup and a wig because I was like, oh, I guess there might be a flashback of when she's younger. No. No. I, I think they just... Hired a young actress and went, I don't know, let's just slop goop on your face. And now suddenly you're old. Because that wig looked terrible. Yeah, it didn't look good. It was looked like it had been matted in the back of the closet. <laughs> and then they were like, put this on your head. I thought, because she was in the car driving. And for a second I was like, is that Carol King? Not that she's any relation to Stephen King. But I don't know why I thought it was Carol King. But I did. <laughs> he was just like we need a king in every story i got my kid in the first one i'm in the second i'm in the third one we gotta put carol yeah. king mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. i feel like give maybe, me a phone yeah. book <laughs> give me a phone book i'll find the next one right. i know the locals in pittsburgh because this whole thing was shot that's I mean, what i read all of it filmed yeah. in uh Pittyburg. yeah i don't think george romero goes outside of pittsburgh Except for the beach stuff that was at the Jersey Shore. 
Oh. Their mother, the the two terrible siblings' mother, dumps exposition and talks to Ed Harris about how her sister eventually just sort of... Bedelia. Bedelia. of their terrible father who... Just on Father's Day, he just sat at that table and yelled, where's my cane? <laughs> just like with his cane just wrapping it against the table screen. He was so like, angry. With, well, no, no, no. Before that happened, the father, she was, the Bedelia was set. They, they tell you this part of the story, but they, oh, I wish they yeah. had showed you. She, I guess, had fallen in love with a man. Uh, they call it some kind of romance. I didn't know what they meant. Like, was he a younger man or an yes. older man? He was a much younger. They just said a month. And I've never heard it just referred to as a October. I've never heard that. Like I've heard of a May December, yeah, right, right, yeah, Yeah. like a a spring autumn thing or something like that. Right, Right. yeah. That's why I was confused. Yeah, they just said the word October. Yeah, yeah. So, so, but I guess the father disapproved. And did he? Did he just push that guy away, or did he? No, he he, shot shot him. him. He shot. He shot him. It looked like they were on safari like it looked like they were in the in the bayou yeah, or something i yeah. know it's not safari but it didn't look like it happened outside of no house. no but because there was like swampland and stuff yeah. so although that that graveyard's pretty foggy oh extremely <laughs> extremely foggy yeah. not quite as foggy as in silver bullet guys patreon but <laughs> it was pretty foggy yeah yeah. So this woman tells Ed Harris that, yes, their father killed this woman's, I don't know, husband-to-be or whatever. Boyfriend, yeah, love of her life. She, yeah. And then... She was very angry, mm-hmm. had enough, finally killed him with the ashtray that Ed Harris happens yeah, to be yeah. using at the moment. <laughs> yep, yep. And then she comes back once a year on Father's Day. Yeah, to have a ham dinner. <laughs> yeah, she goes out meditates i think they say meditates yeah, she meditates on the grave over his grave yeah, which means she just drinks over his grave yeah. yeah and then they oh this family throughout this movie there's a lot of ladies drinking oh yeah and movie. just straight from the bottle some of sometimes mm-hmm. not even needing yeah. a glass because she drives up and i think she's drinking out of the bottle yeah. in the car and she's smoking she's a little driving. cigarello there she's got her little mm-hmm. cigar Hello. Yes. <laughs> I do love in the flashback when he's yelling for his cake and she's decorating it, but just squeezing just a squeezing. pile of icing. <laughs> and it's just kind of germing out there. And the rest of it looks pretty nice. I was like, whoa, she did those flowers. That looks great. Great looking pot of cake, right? Yeah. But he's, he's out. He's like you said, he's banging his cane on the chair. Where's my cake? Oh, he seems like mm-hmm. a shithead of a, of a man. Yeah. And so this old lady wanders back into, I guess, the family graveyard, mm-hmm. and she rips some flowers off of a vine, pulls out, I guess last year's flowers are still in this little yeah. flower holder. Yeah. She puts them in. She makes herself comfortable right on that yeah. ground. Like, she's she, just going to be hanging out there Well, for she a has a nice little conversation with him. Yeah, and it's weird because she seems to, she wavers between, you know, being happy that she murdered Tim to kind of genuinely feeling bad about it well she's a killer now of her own father right what kind of yes. guilt does that give you even if you the man was a jerk right right no i, under- <laughs> I understand <laughs> that i guess if you kill family that's pretty bad yeah yeah <laughs> and I, I love how his gravestone has the dates in roman numerals too i've never <laughs> seen that this is a classy family so um 
Now, I, I think in the retelling, Bedelia's sister says how, like, legally, Bedelia was never, like, it was a, it was covered up for. That's why Bedelia never spent any jail time for the father's death. I think she, because I think even in Bedelia's little drunken, you know, monologue to the grave, she says something, too, about the fact that, like, they covered up for the fact that she killed him. And that's good i didn't hear that but i'm glad she said that because my thought was why is this guy murdering everyone like oh yeah the first person and we'll get to it in a second the first person he kills is his daughter who killed him yeah yeah but he needs to kill everyone even that poor maid i felt so bad for that maid maid. but then i thought maybe the maid covered it up too yeah you know, you saw what this guy was like. The maid had probably had enough of this. <laughs> yeah, I know. The maid was over it, too. She knew. Right. She knew. She was going to take the ashtray to him if if this if Bedelia didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens while Bedelia is having... Because now, again, I've never seen this movie before. Sure. And um, I, I, I was watching this movie, and I was alone. My husband was out of town. Oh, okay. So, Perfect way to watch it. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And all of a sudden, this ridiculously muddy skeleton pops out of the grave. He's not even a skeleton. He's like half decomposed, which makes it seem like he died a year ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he should just be a skeleton. No, but you're right. He does have like a, like, what What would you say that's on him? He looked like dirt. He looked like, like. Right. Right? Yeah. I mean, he looked like some sort of zombie that was more skeleton than zombie but there's probably bits of flesh in there but of course he did just pop out of the ground so yeah he's covered in dirt and he leaps out at her <laughs> he leaps out and still and just... asking for the cake well that's the crazy thing because later on too when ted danson's the dead one and they're what do they do to their mouths to make their mouths look like dead people? i don't know it looked like collagen injections yeah yeah like a... yeah oh. it looks pretty gross but he he Gets out of the grave and he murders his daughter who yeah. killed him. Mm-hmm. The old lady in the bad wig. So at this time, Ed Harris just, he's had enough disco dancing. He's done. <laughs> oh, yeah. They had he's just... going he's gonna <laughs> to head outside. Hey, did you see his belt buckle? It is enormous, No, I too. missed it. I don't oh, know how. it's huge. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes out. I think it was admiring he, his hair. And he, <laughs> and he decides to just go check on this old lady that they're waiting for. Yeah. They're waiting to eat. It's dark now. Well, and she's killed during the day. In the beginning of the story, they mentioned that he'll, she'll be there at six. She always comes at six. Yes. It's part of what she, part of her ritual right. of when she does this Father's Day tradition. She'll be there at six, mm-hmm. and then they mention when six o'clock passes. Well, you know, she's kind of a flake, so we don't really sure. know. And then they do start to get a little bit like concerned, like, well, I hope she's okay. So right. yes. He's not even really sent out to look for her. No, he or, just decides he that just he's goes going out. to. Yeah. Because yeah. like you said, so he's he had wanders, enough dancing for the night. Right. So he wanders into this graveyard and like we said, he's smoking a ton and lighting him off of all the headstones. Yeah. And he how does does he just fall into this open grave? No, he finds the bottle first. First, he sees the bottle, oh, and he's yes. going to take a sip from the her yes. bottle because she had a, yes. a bottle of whiskey there. Yeah. And first, he goes to get the bottle. Then he falls inside the grave. Right. He falls and, into this open grave mm-hmm. that I guess the monster climbed mm-hmm. out of. And then, 
Why can't he get? Why does he just look at the, the stone moving slowly? Well, he lays there for a second. Yeah. Why I don't know, but he watches as this enormous tombstone like yeah. shimmies its way yeah. forward. <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, the monster's behind it pushing." Nope, because no. the monster's in front of him. Yeah. And then the headstone falls down and crushes poor kind of innocent the most innocent person in this movie yeah what did he do right what did he do he does just came to dinner before he sees the 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 dad the Mm -hmm. the monster he also um turns around and bedelia's body is right there too right yes he does notice her dead body yeah and then Um, he's crushed and yes that's it so so the ant but as he forges on the yes. monster. He's still curious as to. He still needs his cake. Mark? Yes. Yeah. Right. He still needs so, his cake. <laughs> so the ant. Everybody's like, "Oh, what's going on? Where's yeah, that Harris now? Yeah. Where's Where's our ant? Blah yeah. blah blah." Mm-hmm. So the the mother of these two terrible terrible siblings. How many bottles of wine does that guy go through oh, this night? So many. Oh my so god. Many. Yeah. Yeah. So she goes into the kitchen to see what's going on with dinner or what. And the kitchen's dark. She sees some muddy footprints. Yeah. And she sees the dead maid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Her face coming through the like. Like the pantry. Like she's in the pantry or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yes. So then the brother. We don't see her get killed, right? The maid? The aunt. Oh. Uh, No, no. We just see what happens to her corpse. So the brother and the sister. Again, terrible. Or like, mother, where are you? Yeah, and yeah. They, they walk in the back, and they're looking around. Again, lights don't work. It's very dark. And suddenly, these doors bust open, <laughs> and their mom's severed head is on a tray, yeah. decorated like a cake uh, with candles and everything. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And their dead grandfather, I guess... Is presenting this to them. The cake to He's them. Still yelling about his cake. Still wants his And for people that have never seen any of these stories, like, there are great scenes. Whenever anything shocking happens, lights light up behind characters. Oh, yeah. Sometimes with these two, there's, like, crazy lightning bolts behind them. Oh, yeah, them. yeah. It gets red, right? Like a crazy yeah, it's red. super mm-hmm. comic booky and mm-hmm. just, like, crazy vibrant colors, but it works. Like, yeah. it... it really works to sort of I know make it seem like a comic book but also it's pretty intense when these lights do show up it heightens the sort of intensity of everything and that is that is the end we don't see these Mm -mm. we don't know if they're gonna die yeah sure they do and then at the end of all of these stories the frame that we freeze freeze frames yeah turns into a comic book panel and then like we flip a couple pages and then we're into the next story this one might be my second favorite. The Lonesome Death of Jordy. Mm-hmm. Jordy Virgil, right? What kind of name is that? Jordy Virgil. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, it's not a great name. Mm-mm. And so we open with <laughs> Stephen King. In overalls. With these big, goofy buck teeth yeah. in overalls. And doing and a cross-eyed a- look. Oh. Yeah, he does cross eyes throughout this as uh-huh. though it is a medical condition of this character. Uh-huh. And we're right into it, too. That's what I love. My God. Two oh, hours, no, five stories. Yeah. There is no time to no. waste. And there is Because no. he watches like a meteor like go right past him. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a meteor get this close to a human being, but it does. Mm-hmm. And then it crashes on his property. Right. 
His little farmhouse property. He's got this tiny and, shack. Yep. And the first thing he does after poking it with a knife is touch it with his bare hands. Yep. <laughs> and it is glowing and has weird holes in it. And you don't touch it. It just fell from the sky and made a big hole the in the ground. Yes. You're and not... he gets shocked like it's a hand buzzer. Or is it like a hand buzzer noise happens? Well, it's clearly going to burn him or hurt him or not. Mm-hmm. Right? Not be yes. not a good idea to touch. And it, his fingers kind of blister right away because, again, right. why would you you touch it and this is the first of two stories in this that i really love because of these weird fantasy sequences i think i oh. loved his fantasy sequences even better than the crate one so he thinks because his are just the the thinkings of a simpleton yeah. it's so great yeah. i mean he's found a meteor and so he feels yeah. like or if he could take this down to the local department of meteors no, no, the college. Oh, the college. college. He does mention the college. Okay. I bet the college would pay a pretty yeah, penny for yeah, this. Yeah. He's going to bring his his findings to this college. Oh. And they're going to just, first of all, colleges, I don't know, you work at one. Do you just have a little, like, um, a little box, a little safety box of cash on you oh, in case somebody yeah, breaks something all the cool time. down? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I use it for my law class all the time. Okay, of course you would. <laughs> like, this is called petty cash. Yeah. This is what I use to pay for meteor fines. <laughs> so he thinks first that they're going to offer him uh, $200. <laughs> $200 for this. And he's going to pay off that bank loan, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> Like what did you, what did you borrow? Fifty bucks from I the bank? I don't know. I don't know. But it's going to leave him in great shape. Right. He could yes. just sell it. But mm-hmm. so he's out of that little fantasy, and he yes. he's got his blisters on his fingers. So he pours. Oh, is it when he pours water God, on those blisters? It's, right. It's so gross because these two fingers that got shocked that he's constantly shoving in his yeah. mouth. He looks at them and they're all gross and bumpy. Yeah. Oh. And yet he just sticks them right back in his mouth. This is when he throws water on the meteor to cool it off. Yes. And it breaks in half. He shouldn't do that. And now he's like, what am I going to do? It's a broken meteor. <laughs> and he goes back to the fantasy yeah. where they offer him considerably less. Wasn't it? And he has to take it. Yeah. Because he broke the meteor. And also, after this breaks, it's filled with blue goo. Then oh, he just yeah. dumps out. He's like, I guess this isn't important. No, he doesn't question perhaps the sensitivity of yeah. this thing that fell from the sky. Um, yeah, he sucks his fingers a lot. He drinks beer. And he watches wrestling. I mean, sounds like Hazleton PA to me. Coming back to Silver Bullet, he's as excited about wrestling yeah. as that horrible character in that movie was. <laughs> and he's drinking out of this strange giant bottle. What is he drinking out of that? Oh, yeah. I don't. What about later when he mixes himself a drink and he like. What is I that love tang? that scene, too. Because he's looking around, freaked out of his mind. He goes, uh, here it is. And I thought it was some sort of pesticide. Nope. It's just vodka. Uh-huh. But he's he, so happy uh, yeah. he found it. Well, because he's getting a little panicky now because he realizes. Right, yes. So first, um, his fingers, just his fingers are a little bit green, right? A little yeah, green, it's like mossy. mossy. Yeah. yeah. And he does have another uh, sort of vision here where he goes to the doctor <laughs> and the doctor is going to have to take a cleaver to his fingers to remove them. <laughs> He's about to call the doctor, and this fantasy is great because the doctor is sharpening this cleaver, going, "Oh, you know what? This is going to hurt. This is a really going to hurt. Yeah." 
And then did you notice in this fantasy, the doctor sitting on a chair with wheels and just wheels around through this without like doing it himself. The chair just moves him around. No, his I office. Didn't, did it? It's pretty funny. Oh, and then he walks into, because he realized he's had his fingers in his mouth, so he walks into his bathroom, and he's got the tiniest mirror I've ever seen over his sink. It's and everything's so filthy. Everything is just filthy, yeah. yeah. And he sticks out his tongue, and there's green on the tip of his tongue. It's going down. And we see that it's it's starting to spread to everything that he he's has touched. touched like, right. It's it on is his on chair. his overalls, yeah. his chair, the TV... We do get some exterior shots, and we see that it's on the it's exterior growing, of his yeah. house. It's growing around the house. Yes. It gets real gnarly. This is when I wrote, he decides that a white Russian might kill it. Because I think it is just a cup of milk that he dumps vodka into. Was it milk? I thought it was like I think tang. It was milk. Oh, maybe. I don't know. It was gross. Whatever yeah. it was, it was disgusting. Yeah. But maybe he thought that was going to solve it or at least calm his nerves because he realizes or, Yeah, what's or he's happening. just trying to get hammered. Yeah. I love when his hands are fully covered by this green stuff. It just looks like he's wearing green oven mitts around. <laughs> like Oscar the Grouch oven mitts or something. Yeah. That's what it looks like. It's like a fuzzy. And, and the drink does do the trick in that he passes out for a little bit. But when he wakes up, he's like fully... He looks like out. a green sasquatch. Yeah, like, it's, it's <laughs> kind of fun though. I loved it. I was like, because he's got a, his beard and his hair, and he's even got chest moss yeah. hanging out. And again, I mean, the the makeup and stuff, the effects were done. You know, they're all practical. They were done by Tom Savini, so it looks good throughout this movie. Sure, like, all of the makeup looks pretty great. It's fun. And, yeah, and if it's if it doesn't look great, you can just say. It's a comic book. You know, it's supposed to look silly. So, you know, they cover their bases with that. I love it when he goes. So when he wakes up, he goes to the bathroom. He looks. He sees that his face is covered. He looks in his pants and he goes, no, not there, too. Right. And And he realizes. Why does a vision of his father appear to him in this tiny bathroom mirror again? He decides he's going to run a bath. Yes. Because maybe to calm himself down, maybe he thinks the bath will help wash it off. And his father appears in the mirror and tells him that that's a bad idea, that the water's only going to make the moss grow. I don't know why we have the father. I don't either. I remember watching this for the first time and thinking this because I, I keep thinking it every time I see this is the first time I saw this, I thought mm-hmm. because he threw the water on the meteor and it broke. I thought that water was bad for this. So somehow this alien stuff was like sending a vision of his father to him so so he didn't jump in the bath. But it's the opposite. We find out at the end that this stuff loves water and rain. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So he jumps in the tub. I do like how he jumps in the tub and we just get an exterior shot and just hear him like, oh, (laughs) ah, yeah, that's the stuff. So then, it is morning. and it, It's everywhere. Did you listen to this TV? Did you listen to what's going on in this TV as we go through this house? Because he's like, he's got on like the farm channel. Oh, because yeah, Because they're yeah. talking about stocks, but it's all farm related yeah, stocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's a farmer, clearly. Sure. No, no, I understand. That's hence the overalls. Right. <laughs> we didn't see him tending to any crops or anything. No, 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 no. So now he's a full moss man, kind of slumped in the corner of this house. Yeah. He kind of just looks like a little green hill. Like, yeah. He, he barely looks like a human anymore. Right, right, because he's 
Let's take it he over. He does talk like the zombie who wanted his cake. Yeah. And he's saying stuff. I didn't have the captions on. I didn't know what he was really saying for mm. the most part. Mm-mm. But he picks up a shotgun and shoots himself in the head. Just blows that mossy well, what head What are you going right to do? Apart. What are you going to oh, yeah, do? No, of course. And I feel bad for him. Like, he was a sympathetic character. And I, I don't know. I felt bad for him. And, and I mean, it was right after a short where you weren't supposed to feel bad for any Right, character. right, right. Where they were <laughs> so all I'm jerks. sure that helped. Yes. And at the end, we see his property, like his entire house is covered, oh, it's, his fields are covered, mm-hmm. and then we see that it's moved beyond his property, out into the road. It's coming to take over. Yeah. And that's when we get the weather report that there's going to be a lot of rain pretty soon. So, so I guess that's it. I guess we're all going to die by turning into mossy people i would that would be a fun way to go to me i mean i'm a nature girl myself. i'm just wondering would you go that way like or would you just be a moss person then like could you just walk around i think i would just embrace the moss that was yeah, me i'd kind of wait it out like it's not like he's is maybe it's painful maybe it hurts <laughs> oh maybe it does but yeah. he doesn't say anything like that no well anyway Poor Jordy Virgil is dead, and yeah. we're moving on to a new story now. Oh, called something to tide you over. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it right now. This one was my favorite, not just for the two actors in it. No, this is my favorite too. What a what a fun, creepy little tale to tell too. It's like great. what a. Mm-hmm. And Leslie Nielsen, who is hilarious, does a great job of playing like a psychopath. And young Ted Danson yeah. is so afraid, so afraid. Yeah, Leslie Nielsen, be. like Leslie Nielsen used to be in the 50s and 60s and 70s, like a pretty serious actor. Mm-hmm. And then once he did Airplane, I think that was 1980. I, was it? Yeah. Like that, once he did Airplane, he was just, you know, he was off and running with that stuff with mm-hmm. Naked Gun and that's who he was. Sure. Um, so it was nice to see that after Airplane and before Naked Gun, he did this where he could just play a total creep and you could buy him as oh, such. Yeah. Like, I didn't look at him and I, I never thought like, oh, there's silly Leslie Nielsen. No. I was like, this guy's a creep. Yeah, now. exactly. He's mean as fuck. At the beginning of this story, we are introduced to Ted Danson when Leslie Nielsen knocks on his door and confronts him. Yes. That Ted Danson and his wife have been having an affair. Yes. Yes. Ted Danson owns a lot of plants, which I didn't know. My God, yes. <laughs> yes. And then later, actually, in Leslie Nielsen's apartment, there's a lot there's of TVs lot of and cameras, but there's a lot of plants. Yes. It was like, after that Stephen King story, really? We're just going to be <laughs> drowning plants again? I like how Ted Danson just happens to throw in, I can bench press over 300 pounds <laughs> in his conversation. But he does nothing with that because if he's that strong, he could have fought his way out of that sand, maybe. I don't know. Leslie Nielsen is an older fellow who yeah. I understand for this most for most of the movies holding him at gunpoint, but also is really close to him at this point. Ted Danson could have easily. ripped that gun right yeah. out of his yeah. hands yeah. quite easily. He was not brave at all, Ted Danson. Mm-hmm. He was like, he would fight a little bit. No, no, I'm not going to do it. And then he's just like, all right, yeah. fine. I'll jump in the hole. Like, don't jump in the hole, Ted Danson. That's just. I love how Leslie Nielsen's kind of just into TVs. Like, that's his thing. Yeah, yeah. Even, it comes to nothing, but even when he's in his apartment, oh, he's yeah. like, Oh, yeah, I can't believe you get good reception on these things with this wires this right. way. You know, you should really get this fixed. Yeah, yeah. 
Leslie Nielsen, uh, during this confrontation, Ted Danson's like, come on, she just wants out. She doesn't want, you know, half your stuff. She just wants to be free. Give her a divorce, whatever. Leslie right. Nielsen's not going to do this. No, he convinces him to take a ride with him. Yes, because he plays him a tape recording. Oh, that's right, of her. Sounding mm-hmm. so distressed and calling for Ted Danson, like, help me, help me, help yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And that's when he pulls out a gun. He's like, whoop, don't punch me. Because you'll never find out where she is. Right. I've got to get you yes. some answers and I can, I will let you see her again if you come with mm-hmm. me, I think is what he says, right? Or maybe later on is when he says, if you do this, I'll let you see her again. He drives around to the beach mm-hmm. in a Jeep. I'm mm-hmm. just driving on the sand. That's cool because it, it's his own it's private, own private beach. beach. Imagine that. <laughs> I like it when he calls to dance in her night in shining corduroy. Because <laughs> <laughs> those brown pants that he's wearing. Just out of bell bottoms, just oh, yeah. barely yeah. passable as not bell bottoms, and I think they're the same pants that Ed Harris is wearing at the beginning could of this be, too. Could be. He takes him down to the beach um, again at gunpoint, mm-hmm. where a nice hole is dug, and he tells him to get in the hole. Just jump in yeah, the hole. You're going you in. Want to find out what happened to her? Jump in the hole. I have a gun. I could just shoot you anyway. And first he kind of says no, but then he does do it because he's got a gun. (laughs) He asks him to just, oh, now get down on your knees and just like pull all the sand in. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And Ted dances like, what? And his response is, I just want to incapacitate you. I just want you to not be able to move. And Ted Danson does start to do it again. There's a gun involved. He's not going to try to jump out of the hole and wrestle the gun away. So he's begrudgingly covering himself with sand. And then it's like a smash cut to just his head above the sand and a crab right next to his face. Yeah, yeah. and he's, he's kind of freaking out that this crab might, I guess, pinch his face. It does look kind of scary. Like, it does look like, oh, Ted Danson. I mean, I know you're not the Ted Danson of super cheers fame yet but boy would a ted danson of now let somebody put a crab that close to his face <laughs> during shooting i don't think he would it looks like a puppet crab what do you mean it looks like i thought it looked like a. I didn't oh, think I thought it, it looked like a real crab i didn't think it looked like a real crab i've spent some time with real crabs oh really okay <laughs> great excellent oh and also leslie nielsen went away at this yeah, point, he, yeah. he went. He went to his house because we because he had to get the TV and stuff. With he a had bunch to get the of cable, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. just a mile of cable and a TV mm-hmm. and a tripod and a camera. So he's filming Ted dancing. Yep. and he's says, watching TV. Does he finish burying Ted? I think he does. He finish or no? No, he's his. Yeah, he's as buried as he's going to get. Oh, this is when he fake buries him because he remember he piles up sand. He's like, I could just do this, and he pushes him into his face, and he's like, No, 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 I'm not going to do that. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. And it is fun to watch Ted Danson as we know Ted Danson is now, and as we know he's a big actor Mm -hmm. and the the super hilarious Leslie Nielsen. It's so funny to see Ted Danson buried up to his neck in the sand. And Leslie Nielsen, like, lying down next to him and just, just, like, taunting him him. and just being a jerk. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. It is really fun. And his, just, just Ted Danson's head sticking out of the sand is a, is, is fun enough. And then you put a little. It's, it, uh, yeah, it's, they probably buried him for this, right? I don't know. Like, the, like, the shots of him on the beach are 
weird. Like he looks like he's buried yeah. in sand on a beach. Yeah, I think he is buried. He I screams at some point, and that's when we realize that because Leslie yeah. Nielsen tells him it's a private beach, no one's going to hear you. you can scream as much but as I you want. But I don't think you could do this. I think I watched an episode of MythBusters where they did this, where they just put somebody in a big box and filled it with sand, and it starts to like compress your body. So I think it's too dangerous. I'm well, maybe they, they put him this. in something, and then like maybe they just you know in what a I mean? big inflatable tube. They put him in one of those sumo fat suits, and they just dropped no, him in. Like, and we're like, now the sand's not going to get to. No, I know what you're saying. I'm thinking there's like a tube or something. Not, not yeah, he could be something. in a box yes, that's that, surrounded by mm-hmm. sand, and then like, they just buried his shoulders. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure that's what they. I'm did. sure he. Right. They kept him safe. They kept him. Right. Safe. Yeah. They're not gonna. Not gonna endanger a national treasure. Like no, Ted why would they? How could they? Never. Right. He he hits play on this TV. Oh boy! And it's his wife in the same situation yes. as Ted Danson, but the tide is rolling in, and we watch her get splashed. We watch her cry. It's not the worst thing that's happening to women in this movie. Well, it is because she dies, but like. This movie's not great to women. <laughs> like, no. start to finish, yeah, yeah. it's not good. Uh-uh. Um, but Ted Danson now, you know, he sort of understands what's up. He understands yeah. that she is dead and his fate will be the same. Yes, yes. And now he's forced to, this is so evil. He's forced to watch this video of her dying and the water coming over. Leslie gives him some, well, Leslie's not his name, and is it Richard is his name? So Richard's kind of um, giving him some advice every now and then about um, not taking in too much air, right? Or, or Yeah. I mean, he's just screwing with him because later we see yeah. Ted Danson's in like, I don't know, eight feet of water. Yeah. Of this. Oh. Like, you can't hold your breath through that. That's a pretty cool, like when the, when he's like under the water, like inside of an aquarium, basically. <laughs> Little fish going by. Yeah. yeah it, it is. It's super like, fun. And he's still trying to like hold his breath yeah. just right. Um, yeah, and then he just drives away. He's like, mm-hmm, bye, see ya. And yeah. he just drives away. And Ted Danson's really upset. We get to see him getting splashed in the face uh-huh, with water, uh-huh. which is fun. And you're right. Then we go back to Leslie Nielsen's House of Plants. <laughs> plants and TVs. He's watching, I think at the same time, he's watching the video of his wife dying mm-hmm. and the closed circuit TV of what's happening to Ted Danson mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And Ted Danson, like, looks at the camera and is like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. And then Smash cut to fully submerged underwater, his hair sticking (laughs) up. amazing. He's blowing bubbles. (laughs) It's pretty funny. Uh He goes back to the beach to get his equipment. Mm -hmm. And when he gets back, he realizes the body isn't there. But he kind of, like, brushes it off. He's like, oh, I'm I'm sure the current pulled him out. Oh, I'm, I'm sure, sure was, he tells himself the current yeah. pulled him out at least over four times. Over and over again, <laughs> right. right? And I like that baby bucket, that tiny baby yeah. bucket that's there for no reason. Well, it was interesting because when Ted Danson's getting buried, he kind of is looking at that bucket. Mm-hmm. That bucket's on the beach. And I wondered, like, how's that bucket going to help him? Me too. And I still don't know because, like you said, then again, the bucket after his body is gone or he's... I don't know how the bucket uh, helped him. There, there's no reason to keep having shots of this bucket in this movie. But, but they there. must show it 27 yeah. times. Yeah, they do. But anyway, after that, he goes back to his house. It's uh, it's nighttime now. Mm-hmm. He's lying mm-hmm. on his bed in a green jogging suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's so funny looking. It's like unbuttoned down to his navel too. Yeah. He's watching one of his six TVs. Right? Yes. Yeah. And I love how he's looking through a bunch of tapes and he even says something like, oh, damn maid, moving oh, my yeah. stuff again. Yeah. And my thought was, are these all murder tapes? Does yeah. he do this That's to a lot of people? That's what I wonder too. Because he does. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder then the we get thing. to see a long bathroom routine of him. Yeah, like, he's getting ready I mean, for a shower. Yeah. I mean, intercut with like fog and scary light right. in right. his house. But no, he's getting ready. He's taking a shower. Mm-hmm. He's like mm-hmm. putting on cologne, brushing his teeth. Mm-hmm. It's just Leslie Nielsen in the bathroom for like just 10 having minutes. his yep, just having his little routine happen, right? Did you notice he's got a gigantic Buddha statue in his yes, bedroom? Yes, it's huge. Jeez. Yes. <laughs> Only psychopaths do, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I did, did you just it. call him a psychopath? <laughs> as the He's, like, obsessed with motorcycles or he kills motorcycles. <laughs> he loves his... Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. So he finally goes out because he hears a bunch of stuff. And mm-hmm. immediately he says, like, he's even yelling at Ted Danson. He's like, I, I still got the gun, man. I still got... Like, he must think that he got away or something. Right. But I thought he watched him on camera the whole time. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And then... Well, no, I guess no, I guess not. And then the camera probably went out when the tide when came the in. When the what? Right. Anyway, so of course, through his bedroom door burst zombie Ted Danson and zombie his wife. And the wife, yeah, all kind of seaweeded out with lots and lots of steam following they're them. Very, yeah, lots they're very of fog. seaweedy. Yeah. They're very like bloated, like waterlogged. Yes, yes. He shoots them, but oh, just yeah. like. Green goo falls Oozes out of them. Oozes out of them, yeah. Yeah, so they don't die. And now yes. he's kind of getting freaked out, right? <laughs> and they're they're telling him, come to the beach mm-hmm. if you can hold your breath. Oh, yeah, because that's yes. what he tells him before. You'll be okay if you can hold your breath for the right yeah. amount of time. I, um, I love it because it's just this weird cutting yeah. with with – Leslie Nielsen with suddenly the comic book background and he's just laughing like yeah. a lunatic. Yeah. And well, then he gets suddenly so scared. he's yeah. buried on the beach. Uh-huh. Like, like, I'm so glad we don't have to watch these zombies dig a hole no, no. and bring him down. No. Probably driving the Jeep or something. He's just in there. Well, he goes, well, because I wonder, A, if he's just like, like you said, maybe all those videos, this is something he does. Yeah. He's like a murderer. And then he gets, he gets so scared. Even so before scared. he see, well, no, he's nervous before sure. he sees them, and then once he sees that these are these monsters and this like living dead coming for him, he mm-hmm. is scared. Yeah, and, what are you gonna do? Right, it's, it, they're zombies. Yeah, they can't be killed. But you gotta love it because earlier you're thinking for Ted Danson, what's this guy gonna do? He's got a gun. This right. is his beach. So it's a great turnaround of like events. Oh, it's where, so much fun, and yeah. I love it. At the end of this, he just screams like, "I can hold my breath uh-huh. for a long time," like a lunatic. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. Uh huh. And that's the and end that's of that story. Yep. A nice revenge story, much yeah. like the first one. Mm-hmm. But at least this time, the people that are getting revenge were, I guess, good people. We don't know a lot we don't about know them, for but sure. I'm willing yeah. to bet that, you know, Ted Danson's a pretty good guy. You'll say it. I'll agree. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. All right, good. Yeah. Great. He's one of my three dads we've established. <laughs> so now, 
we go to our fourth story called The Crate. This is the longest story. And at times, long and, like, confusing, because there were definitely some details that didn't need to happen, and some characters we meet that didn't need to be... Like, what about the couple in the beginning of the party? Why do we have to meet them? <laughs> what I thought they were going to become important. Yeah. I was like, oh, this young couple, I guess they'll come up again. No. Nope. I was looking at this movie and I went, okay, a two-hour running time. No. After we went through our first three stories and the quick. beginning, yeah. I was like, wait, we still have an entire hour left. Yeah, that's, I did the same happen? thing. I was like, what? Do they do some kind of recap yeah. then? Yeah. And the last episode is pretty short, too. So it is all this crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, right. I'm not going to lie. This started to lose me a little bit. Okay. I still really enjoyed it because I love how sure. mocky the wife was. <laughs> and I love how uh, cheesy the little werewolf vampire oh. thing was or animal creature. Adrian Barbeau as his wife is fantastic. Oh, Just, yeah. She's amazing in this. Yeah. I love how she is, I think, drunk. From morning till night. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love it later on when they were just at a party and she was hammered. And she's like, I'm going to go to my classes. Yeah. I don't know what classes she's going <laughs> no. to. But she comes back, gets out of the car, and is wasted. But she's and got a glass inside. of milk. And then she brings the drink she made yes. at home to the college. Yes, yes. Like, she's walking down the She's steps. got it in her hand. Yep, I saw. I noticed that. I noticed that. No, she's... So much fun. She is fabulous. And there's a some kind of, like, faculty party happening, I guess. Yeah. Well, first, let's say there is a... There's a... We're introduced at first to a janitor. Oh, yeah, uh, that's true. Who flips a coin and it rolls under the stairs. Mm-hmm. And he sees that there's a, a crate down there. Mm-hmm. So, so now we get to this college faculty party party mm-hmm. like i guess the beginning of the semester party i don't know the college i work at might do this i don't they know. don't invite you that's how involved yeah. i am as a, they just don't want me showing up with no. adrian barbo <laughs> belittling me and just being wasted oh the whole time and can't wait to get other people wasted like the young couple mm-hmm. that means nothing to us she's like they need to yeah. get a drink you better get Bring a drink what yeah. are you doing hey Stupid. I yeah. told you to get them to pull a car around. Yeah. You worthless piece of garbage. She is Who so works mean here to her husband. With these people. Yeah. Yeah. She tells him several times, too. Where would you be without me? Her husband's Hal Holbrook, which I just went into IMDb and I was like, okay, well, what do I know him from and, mm-hmm. and everything like that? And he is still alive. Oh. And at 93, so... wow. his last credit is 2018. Wow. He is still working. That is a yes. hard-working actor. Uh, yeah, definitely. Wow. And I don't know if you remember Adrian Barbeau from um, Escape from New York. Yes, the, yeah. the lady in that who got crushed by cars. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right. Who could forget? So, yeah, she's screaming at him. She's hammered. Mm-hmm. She's just being aggravating. Everybody at this party is, like, side-eyeing her and him. Is this when he... So... You had mentioned earlier that uh, they have these little fantasies, right, in the Stephen King one. He has. Mm-hmm. So he has some fantasies in this one about things he's going to do to his wife that obviously he doesn't really. Yeah, just wife murder fantasies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just well, she those, is pretty horrible to him. Just those harmless wife murder fantasies. I like it. The first one is where he, he shoots her and mm-hmm. everyone at the party is applauding. 
They're like <laughs> one guy's like that was a hell of a shot. Yeah. <laughs> bullseye. Yeah, bullseye. <laughs> I think it's the young guy that says it. Bullseye. Yeah, it yeah. I think he has another one shortly after where he's choking her with his necktie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. while this is all happening, first of all, we get a weird kind of like backstory that comes into play with his his professor buddy. Yeah. And his professor buddy's like talking to this young girl like, oh, you know what? You and I can work on this a little bit later on. And he seems like put out when Hal Holbrook walks over to him and, and interrupts this exchange with, I'm assuming, a student of his. Right. And that does kind of come up later, kind of. But then this guy gets a phone call from the janitor. And the janitor's like, hey, I found this crate. It says it's from 1834. It says it's an Arctic Arctic expedition on right. it. You might want to come over and yeah. check this out. Seems like a pretty hot item. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we get to, for a movie that's, or for a segment that's sort of about Hal Holbrook and his horrible marriage. Yeah. There are long stretches where we don't see these two. We watch these guys pull this crate out in real time. Yeah. Like in real time. Yeah. It takes... And that's when I was kind of like, am I watching like an unedited cut of yeah, this movie? Yeah, I agree. This is where I was getting a little bit like. could not have gone on for this long. What's going on, guys? Yeah. What's and not going even dra- on? We watch them drag it out from the steps, a long mm-hmm. process. And then we have to watch them pry it open For and take so out every long. nail? Every they do every one and it takes <laughs> so long every for them just corner. to open. And nothing is happening while they're opening it. No. There's no creepy noises or anything. They're just just can't get the thing open. It's just gonna yeah. take a minute. It reminded me of the crate in um you know how in the toy Richard Pryor is delivered <laughs> inside of a crate and they <laughs> I thought. I don't know. I was hoping maybe Richard Pryor. Possibly was... <laughs> a better segment if Richard Pryor burst out of this thing. And then like Adrian Barbeau just like really got, you know, was really into him. And then they went off and got married and Hal Holbrook yeah. was free. Exactly. The end. That's how it should work out. I agree. People will be like, what the hell was that? <laughs> that wasn't scary. The hell? That was just weird. <laughs> so, okay. So this is around the time where he does have the murder fantasy with the tie and she, mm-hmm. she's drunk going to her classes <laughs> i want to know what classes she's going to <laughs> so then we flash back these guys are still opening this crate but they hear a sound coming from the inside of it and it yeah. sounds like a it sounds like a mogwai like it sounds like gizmo like it's a very it's not a scary it's very sound. creaturey it's, yeah yeah it's creaturey but it's almost like purring in a weird yeah. way yeah but something's in there and it's alive. Right. Yeah. And this, the janitor shoves his arm in here for some reason. He sees the thing's uh, yeah, eyes. What and would like, make you want, and he puts his hand right in there. What would make you do that? Oh, and he's even the one that was like, did you hear that? Did you feel this move? And yeah. he's the first one to be like, I'm going to stick my arm in this thing. I don't, yeah. I don't need to know. I don't need to open right. it any further or flash a light in there or anything. It's pretty funny, too, because he gets his arm stuck. The professor's <laughs> trying to help him, like, pull his body out. Yeah, yeah. He falls down. The crate tips over, and it opens to reveal a guy in a monkey costume <laughs> with a ton of teeth on this Lots thing. of sharp teeth. Lots of and sharp teeth. And drags this custodian up and into this box. Yes. Yeah. And the professor is freaked out, and he runs away. And finds a grad student who is not buying any of this. No, he's like, what? What did you see? I like it when the, when the grad student walks down and like looks at the blood and looks over like, you killed him, didn't yeah. you? 
Because he does. He finally goes to check this out. Mm-hmm. Sees blood everywhere. So much blood. But they noticed that the monster pushed the crate back under the stairs where he, I guess, feels very comfortable. Yeah, yeah. He's been there for, what, like 140 years? Oh, yeah. Something like that. So this is his his area. He prefers it that Mm -hmm. way. Yeah. So this grad student sees the foot. Yeah, the foot inside the shoe. Yeah, it's like a foot inside a shoe. And he's like, oh, we got to check this for bite marks. I want to measure all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And this is when he, like, crawls under the steps, but he's very wary of the box. He's like, okay, as long as the box doesn't open up, you're fine. Yeah. Surprise! The thing was just, like, standing next to the box the whole time. Like, waiting, right? Knowing yeah, right. that they were... And he, the, the, the monster thing, monkey suit thing, just kind of eats at his neck, right? Takes a huge chunk out of his neck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then scratches his eyes out. His one eye's like down about five inches, Busted. popping out. Yep. Mm-hmm. And now uh, our our other character can't. He he doesn't know what to do. He's now he's really panicked. He's seen two people killed. Now he goes to his buddy. We're back with Hal Holbrook. He goes to his friend's house, mm-hmm. and you know recounts this ta- like he tells him all of this. Yeah. And Hal Holbrook is. Totally. Uh, he knows from the moment he probably said monster in a box, he knew what he was going to do <laughs> because he drugs his friend. So this guy passes out, writes a note for his wife. Oh, yeah. What a note, to- too. What a oh, note. What a great note. <laughs> he knew how to get her to that school. Yeah, uh-huh. You write a saucy, juicy story. Yep. And she is all about it. She can't help herself, right? Yeah. After class. So he goes to his college and he cleans everything up. Like he oh, mops what up a all mess the blood. Too. Big mess. And as he's mopping, I thought, mops are not very efficient. Not these kind of mops. No, they're not because then the water's all bloody and yeah. then you got to go in and, and dump that, that and yeah. refill it with clean water. He and... needs a Swiffer is what he needs, but he doesn't right. have one because it's 1982. Yeah, because this thing just ate two people. I yeah. couldn't imagine the amount of blood that's around here. Yeah. But he does. He cleans it all up. Mm-hmm. Right? And she reads this letter, that this tale he tells her about how um, his friend did something to a woman. There must be some truth to this because, again, we saw this professor talking to this young girl at this mm, party. True, he's like, true. you know, since his wife died, he's been all over these college students. Yeah. And, you know, tonight things got a little bit out of control. Mm-hmm. And and she's so hook, line, and sinker. She's like, oh, what did he do? She what do I need to do? She's over this note yeah, as yeah. she pours herself, uh, I don't know, Bloody Mary? No, it's talk, some, some kind some of, of white liquid. It's probably a white Russian again. All right, fair enough. He uh, he does know how to make her like really entice her too, because again, through through their whole like arguing, she's constantly telling him, "You need me. What would you do without me?" Yeah. And even in the letter, he says to her, "You know, I need you to come down here. What what am I going to do without you to figure? Help me figure out what to do about this mess." And even when she shows up, drink in hand again. She yeah, drove yeah. all the way there, drink in uh-huh, hand. Uh-huh. Um, he's even like, you know, you're so much better in situations like this than yeah. I am. Yeah. And then he just starts laughing. Like, he can't even keep it together no, anymore. No, because he's he so giddy. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you're about to die. You he's having so and much fun. And he's thinking he's not going to have to do it. But... Now, it is 
So he he tells her, you know, the girl, she's under the stairs. <laughs> That's where she is. Making weird noises and she won't come out. <laughs> and the, whole, the wife is like, what did he do to her? What am I going right. to go into? When he gets her under the stairs and she's kind of peering and she's like, what? There's a box. He starts pushing her and then they have this weird, like, aggressive row your boat thing that they do because he's just, like, shaking her. He is just continuously like, smashing her against yeah. this box. And he, she's like, what are you, what is happening? And then the no, monster, God. I'm just saying the best part about it is as he's doing this, she's not making a sound. It's oh, not yeah. until he finishes that she goes... Oh, that was great, Henry. <laughs> that was great. She's hitting him with her purse. <laughs> and he's, and she, 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 says, she says, that was great. get out of my way or you'll be wearing your balls for earrings. <laughs> right. She does. <laughs> so good. So good. And she that's when she tells him that she he's not good in bed. Like, she, she lays some real low ones on him. And then just... It's like he prayed for it to happen. The monster does come out. Yeah, because there really is a period where you think, oh, this monster's not going to eat her. Like, it's probably full or something. Uh It hasn't eaten in 150 years. And now it ate two humans? Right. It needs to take a minute to settle its stomach. Yeah. Yeah. But no, of course, it pops out and it grabs her, pulls her into this box. Yeah. And then we see, we see him disposing of this box. But also hearing him tell his friend this. Because he went back to the house then oh, right. later. Right. And he told his friend what he did. Mm-hmm. Which was take this big crate, lock it up again, mm-hmm. drive it out to this quarry, and push it off the cliff. And it sunk and went underwater. Mm-hmm. And his friend's like, oh, great. Okay. You want to play chess? And so they play chess. And he's like, are you going to tell anybody? I'm not going to tell anybody. My thought is there's got to be some sort of crazy police investigation that <laughs> these two are really going to have to answer some, some questions. Stor- yeah. Yes. Yeah. His wife, who everybody watched belittle him at this party, is suddenly is now missing. missing. Yeah. Two people working at that college gone. Yeah. Just, just gone. Dateline's definitely going to do a story about this. Like, there's an investigation that's going to go yeah. down. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. remember when uh, your assistant or your secretary came out at that party and told you that the janitor was calling you for some reason? Right. Well, uh, have you seen him? Because we haven't seen him in a we long time. We haven't seen the janitor since. You were yeah. the last person he called. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, these two guys are totally screwed. It's all right, though. They, he's, without his wife, he couldn't be happier at this oh, point. Oh, he'd be, ha- he'd be yeah. pleased as punch to go to prison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then at the very end, we see like this crate at the bottom of this quarry, like break open. And I guess and the monster has escaped. He survived. Dun, dun, dun. The so end. scary. The end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we're in our last. The final one. And as I said, getting through these now, this last one, there was, there was definitely some fun parts. There was definitely some parts I enjoyed, but there was definitely some longer parts. I think this is the my least favorite. Yeah. This is, yeah. This is the I one agree. that I did not remember like well, by the time we got here halfway through i went i don't i'm not sure that i ever actually and watched what's this story. happening exactly so he's, that's a good question yeah this man so this one's called they're creeping up on you yes uh-huh and there's a man um there's a giant jukebox like an old-timey jukebox mm-hmm. there's a man and it's just this one guy well no there's a couple like there's the 
the exterminator, and he gets a phone call from someone. But it's basically him in this room. He starts right. out cleaning the floor, get, well, getting a bug off the floor, spraying a bug. Yeah, and, and again, like, I, I was waiting for the big reveal to be that none of this is real. He's in a mental hospital. Oh, like, yeah. He's just a crazy dude. And, like, that guy that showed up earlier. It's like an orderly. Like a, yeah. Right, exactly. And mm-hmm. that's not the reveal because nothing about this – like, most of the time I sat there going, are we in the future? This is the future, Yeah, because right? it's – well, I don't, I don't understand what he's doing. So he's in a very white room, a very sterile room. And yeah. he's in front of a computer. And he's obviously a very powerful man. He's done – he too, like a, a lot of these – lead characters are jerks right so he's like a a jerk he's a great jerk i will give this guy credit for just being a great jerk because i said there are no f-bombs in this movie this is all f-bombs oh yeah wall he does. to wall uh-huh. and he's got some foul language who does he talk to in the beginning that he tells uh he tells him wear a rubber because everyone has herpes oh that guy i don't know it's just some guy who i guess it's an employee oh but what does he do I don't know because he just he just gives him information. He's like, oh, this guy, this guy you didn't like that owned, I guess, part of the company, like he's dead. And he tells him, he's like, thanks. Now go out and fuck somebody. But yeah. we're a damn rubber. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's got herpes these Everybody's days. got herpes. Everybody does, right? He right. seems to be somewhat of a germaphobe, obviously, right? Right, yes. Hates and I guess bugs. he owns this building? I don't, I didn't follow. I don't, I don't he's know. He's had someone I, killed? I don't think he. I don't think he killed him. I, I think it's the guy's wife seems to think that, but it seems as though whoever this person is just died from natural causes. But basically, like this guy was so terrible to him, and you know, caused him through stress to die. I I think, but again, oh. like I'm just asking questions because I don't really. Yeah, know. I didn't follow. I didn't follow. Um, I do know that this guy is obsessed with the cockroaches and obsessed with the bugs. And they is. they just of course. Um, what they, is this computer that he's sitting? At? Like what is I don't know. And what's this? He's got that weird like. It's like a weird suction suction garbage dead. can. Yeah, <laughs> that he dumps things in, and it and like you said, maybe it's the future. I'm not sure. It's strangely sterile. Everything's yeah. white. The mm-hmm. only bit of color is that jukebox because he yeah. loves his big band music. Oh, boy, he loves he. that stuff. Oh, boy, does he? <laughs> I don't know what's going on in this story. The bug guy comes, but why doesn't he let the bug guy in? No, the bug guy doesn't come. This is just a guy that, yeah, he's he's like the the super of the building or whatever. Because he's like, I'll go call those bug people when I'm finished fixing this shower. Right, right. And he gets a little racist with them, mm-hmm. with this guy. Oh, yeah, because he's a black And that's when I was guy. like, oh, is this the only black person that's been in this movie? I, I think, think it, it is. is. Yeah, I think yeah. it's the one and only. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, bugs just keep coming. Yeah, that, that's of all different. Yes. He's eating bugs at one point. He's eating some gross oh, yeah. pureed cereal, which I didn't understand. That was like oatmeal or something? I don't know. I don't know. know. It was like, it was pureed, and then and then he went to the cereal box and dumped out a bunch of bugs. So I don't know if he was like pouring cereal in the... I don't know what's going on in this. No. If, if, if what he's eating confuses me, <laughs> like his whole thing's confusing. Yeah, yeah. I do like when the lady calls him up just to say, I can't wait till you die. Oh, yeah. People just don't. And he could care less. He's like, ah. No, he's laughing yeah. the whole time. Yeah. He's obviously, again, a jerk. These bugs are just, they just keep appearing 
more and more. I don't know how much more. detail we need to get into because that is what this is. That's all it more is. More and more bugs come. Mm-hmm. He squashes them. He stomps on them. He sprays them. And finally, it's just too much. The lights go out. The bugs are pouring out of the vents and oh, out of the so the many drain. of them. Rain. Mm-hmm. He locks himself in like a little safe room that I guess is his bedroom. Oh, because mm-hmm. doesn't he pull back that blanket? And I guess that's his bed. Yeah, yeah. And he pulls back the blanket, and it's just cockroaches. It's just they're they're covered in they cockroaches. They take over. Yeah, it's an infestation, and they eat him, basically. At the end, we see his yeah. dead body, or a dummy that looks like him. Right. Kind Very of. terrible. Very terrible right. dummy, yeah. And the they're coming out of all parts of him. They're pouring out of his mouth yeah. and then, like, burst out of his chest. Out of his eyeball sockets. And that's kind of the end. Like, I mean, I, I don't think we need to get into much detail because there's not much in this No, one. and the, again, like, what is happening? What's going on? Yeah. They could have had four, not five, and I would have been okay with it. Right. And it, it's a shame, too. Or they could have buried this one in the middle. Like, I feel yeah. like you need to come out strong, and you need to end Yeah, strong. and they could have ended with that, even though it was lengthy. They could have ended with that. Although I do like how they wrapped it up for us. From I do like when they kind of bookended it with now we see um, – we see these two garbage men who find a comic book in the trash and they're, they're like flipping so much through fun. it. Right. They they're love, yelling at their garbage truck. They're so excited to find it. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is great. And they find a coupon missing um, for a voodoo doll, right? <laughs> oh, the one guy's like bummed out. Oh, man, somebody, somebody already, already sent away for it. this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now we go back to the dad and the mom from our beginning. Mm-hmm. The dad is still cranky and he hasn't had a good night's sleep. And the mom's like yeah. ironing doilies. I don't know. And <laughs> what she's doing, <laughs> trying not to get hit, I think. Yeah. And the dad's just like, he's, he's, he didn't sleep good. He's got a crick in his neck. And she's like, oh, I don't know. What do you need, babe? You know, maybe you need to go back to bed. And suddenly we see the kid upstairs. <laughs> and. This kid's just—he's oh—he's just—he's got the voodoo doll, and he's doing a little voodoo magic on his on his pappy, and um, and I guess kills him because downstairs the dad's like choking and grabbing at parts of his body. Ah, no! And he's just stabbing the hell out uh-huh. of this thing with a—he's going down. And that is it. That is how Creep Show ends. That's the end of the Creep Show. Creep Show that one. Is how, that is. Yeah, the that's how our. Fourth, if we include Cat's Eye, and of course, oh, we yeah. that's how our why not? That's Stephen how King movie can. ends. Yeah, I mean, I think I know. I think I can probably tell how you feel about this, but why don't you tell us? Oh, I liked it. Feel? I liked mm-hmm. it. I again, I'm always surprised to to enjoy these kind of movies. I really liked the little stories, how that was set up, because even though I had stories that maybe moved a little slower, I didn't love as much. It was it was really fun. I liked the way it was done, comic book style. Um, I liked Stephen King's little Moss Man performance. I I really enjoyed it. And you now must have always, yeah, love. Yeah. I love it. I, I'm not saying we're I'm not saying we haven't watched fun Stephen King movies and I'm not saying Oh, this we're not is gonna, a definite fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying we're not gonna get to ones that are more fun, but I really enjoy this movie. Yeah. I, I really do. Like this is just visually it's fun. Yep. And some anthology movies are good, others aren't. Yeah. Um, this one, five stories. I mean, you're not stuck with anything too long, no. even if you're not crazy about it. So, 
It moved quickly. Mm-hmm. It was super enjoyable. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. What do you recommend? You said you almost switched up your recommendation. I almost switched it up. And this is this is just so lightly related to that um, oh, okay. bug one. Oh, okay. Um, but it's the movie Safe from 1995. I don't know if you saw it. Starring Julianne Moore. No. Um, it's uh, a Todd Haynes movie. He won an Academy Award for um, Carol. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is an earlier movie, and it's about um, Julianne Moore as a woman who, she she develops like a strange illness, Mm -hmm. and nobody can really figure out what's wrong with her, like doctors can't figure it out, stuff like that, and she is told by somebody that she like just has an environmental allergy, and it's just allergic to everything, allergic to exhaust, allergic to just air in general, and... So she's got to keep I'm, herself safe? Yeah, for, for people that have seen this, I'm kind of butchering it because I'm really simplifying it. But then she just, like through the movie, she becomes like more and more, like increasingly reclusive. Okay. And eventually like isolating herself from her family and everything. Okay. And just being kind of alone in like a weird little Does she have a jukebox? Room at the, she does not have a jukebox <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> I was thinking about, I was like, what is this missing? And then I saw the bug thing and I went, yep, a jukebox. The jukebox, yeah. Yeah. So that's my it recommendation. sounds like a good one. I like it. Yeah, it's it. a really good movie, yeah. Yeah. What about you? I went with a, a Ted Danson show that I think a while back I told you to watch, and I think you did, and I don't know if you liked it or not. Uh, from 2009 to 2011, there was that show Bored to Death with of course Jason I watched Schwartzman, it. yeah, and Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, it's, it's a really fun show where he pretends to be a private detective. He's a... a um, a writer, Jason Schwartzman is, and he, he goes, pretends to be a private detective and, um, Ted Danson is like his boss, um, not yes. his detective boss, his literary boss, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's really a fun show. I really like Jason Schwartzman and, um, Ted Danson's really fun in it. And, um, it's kind of got kind of, I guess, a little bit of that comic booky. Because he's he's a private detective based yeah. off of old detective stories. He uses those sort of skills when he does his um, mm-hmm. investigating. It um, is it is fun. That's such it a is good, very fun. And and I will second this recommendation and say I think you're right. It's only like three seasons. It's only like ten episodes a season. Mm-hmm. You can watch the whole thing in the weekend, yeah. and it's definitely worth it. I agree. Yeah. All right. All well, right. So there you go. There's another Stephen King in the books. Creep show, which I think is a is a pretty I mean again, this is not I'm new to this genre, but I from what I understand, this is a, one of those like that people like and enjoy. Yes. That enjoy yeah, Stephen is... King's that enjoy <laughs> And I yes. can see why. Right, right. Yes. Yeah. And I mean uh, uh, and it's so tough because what we do here is so different than just people that sit down and watch movies because I don't think a whole lot of people sit down and go, you know what? That silver bullet, that's the tops. Oh, For yeah. us, it was. Cat's just, Eye, though, was pretty just good, Just because too. what we got to do. Yeah. But, no, if you're talking about, like, legitimate Stephen King movies that people yeah. like, this is certainly one of yeah. them. And I think for our next one, we're going to do another one of those that Excellent. people legitimately like. Because I don't know if you're all about creepy kids. Mm-hmm. But we're going to watch a creepy kid and a creepy cat because we're going to watch Pet Cemetery. What is this place? I brought you here to bury Alan's cat. Daddy, it's 
church all right. Why, Judge? I have no reasons. I dreamed he got hit by a car, and you and Mr. Crandall buried him in the pet cemetery. What did we do tonight, Judge? What we did, Lois, was a secret. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Has anyone ever buried a person up there? May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. You're thinking thoughts best not thought of. Paramount Pictures presents Stephen King's all-time best-selling tale of horror. Pet Cemetery. And what was great about this is in the book, like the kids make the pet cemetery, so they spell the word cemetery wrong. So of course Stephen oh. King called the book Pet Cemetery, but wrote it the wrong way. Of course. So when I put this onto Twitter for people to vote on, Twitter autocorrected and I didn't notice it said Pet Seminary. And it oh. in a landslide this one. So I'm hoping people don't think there's this eighties movie that nobody's ever heard of and we're really gonna get into something strange. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. it's Pet Cemetery. So sorry if you're Pets at Seminary School. Pet Seminary. And then somebody posted a picture of like a cat dressed as a priest underneath. And <laughs> so I went, What? Why is this? And it took and me a while to actually see the misspelling. Oh, because you see it in your head in one right. way, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so that's what we're gonna do, and it's weird to say that that's our last October movie. Uh, like, it's weird October. to say that on we're recording this on October second. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so that'll be the last one. So mm. thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Always, thanks for listening. Um, thank you, Stephen King, for making these. these <laughs> making you. our. Thank you for wearing overalls. <laughs> Thank you for crossing your eyes Thanks so much. Thanks for crossing your eyes so <laughs> so well. Yeah, you really made that character come yeah. to life. <laughs> no, really. Thank you to our listeners always. And uh, we won't see you Mm-mm. next we time. We never do. No. But you'll hear us. Mm-hmm. And we'll be there. As we get closer to <laughs> Halloween. Yeah. We'll be talking about Pet Cemetery. So go out, watch Pet Cemetery. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, tell people about the show. It's the only yeah. way word gets out. Like, we don't pay to advertise stuff like that. So right. tell people about the show. They'll enjoy it. Yeah, they should. Why not? This is fun. Oh. <laughs> and think about being a patron because we need one more and then we're stretching. One more. One more. Or if you're a current patron, you know you can up there that donation. Go. And if you go to $15, you get to force us to watch a movie of your choice and talk about it every year. I'd be thrilled to do it. And we got one of those coming up after Pet Cemetery. All right. Everybody, that's it. Goodbye. Ciao.
Buying real estate in a college town is a friggin' pain in the ass. You take my word for it. I'm hydrating first. Sure. Okay. <laughs> wow. All right. It's sparkling water because I have the burps, you know? So I. It Wait, just, so why okay. would you drink something carbonated? Because it got to help you burp. Because I got the gassy oh, oh, feeling, oh, you know? Okay. And you need the sparkly water to help encourage the. Okay. The burps. Right. You're not just trying to push it lower. I don't know what you would <laughs> drink for that, like cement or something. 